Welcome to Live, Behind the Veil, an atmosphere where men and women of God speak His Word to this age and bring His kingdom to this earth. Do you have ears to hear and eyes to see what God is doing in this hour? Let us join our host and the family's conversation as the Holy Spirit is unfolding the Word Behind the Veil. Joshua, who is the leader by now, Moses has died. God tells them, we're not ready yet. We're going to do a little bit of circumcision here. We're going to uh, remove the reproach of Egypt. Now, these are a new generation. Because the older generation that were disobedient to the Lord wouldn't go in and take the promised land, were fearful, died. God said, nah, you guys are out of here. We're going to take you back in the wilderness for 40 years. You're going to go around the mountain. All the men of war are going to die. And I'm going to use your sons to go in and take the land. The very ones that you said were going to get devoured by the people that you were too afraid to go in and and take, I'm going to use your very sons to go in and take right. the land. Right. Right. So right. here they are on this side of the Jordan. And, of course, God speaks to Joshua. And I think, if I'm correct, the Lord actually appears to Joshua in a different appearance. He appears to him with the drawn sword. You know, there's one thing, too, that took place at Gilgal was the repeat of the water. The Jordan River was stopped and parted. They crossed over on dry land again, and it was on the other side of the Jordan that Joshua was meeting with the angel of the Lord, the captain of the the Lord, took place. And what's interesting also is there was the two tribes received their inheritance. They received their location, but they were bound by commitment that they would continue with the rest and take the land, and then they would come back. Right. Right. And so it, it sets the stage for a repeat because of what they experienced 40 years earlier. And what their, an, not ancestors, but their, those who went on before them, their parents in many cases, what they experienced. And it had the same reward. And that was they had the opportunity at Gilgal through circumcision of those who weren't circumcision, the warriors, that the reproach of Egypt would be rolled away. Mm-hmm. And they were obedient. Joshua, standing there, you know, and here's this being, angel of the Lord, and he's pointing the sword at his God. And Joshua's going, are you for us? You know, are you for me or are you my enemy? And the Lord says, nope, I'm not for you and I'm not for your enemy. I'm for me. I'm the captain. Now, if you're for me and you're on my side, you're probably pretty good company. If you're not... Moses was gone. Joshua was now the head of the Israelites. He was the one responsible mm-hmm. for the people. And that was a heavy responsibility. Fear not. Be of good courage. 
because I'm coming to you as the Lord of hosts. What's interesting also about that is Joshua would stay where Moses was at in the tabernacle. Right. So Joshua also knew, I believe he probably also knew the voice of God. And when he saw this angel, it was like it was Christ on the road to Emmaus. Yeah, he didn't know him, did he? He didn't know him. It started a principle of Passover. Yeah. When the angel of the Lord, the captain of the guard, has many different names, when he appeared to Joshua, that's the same thing when Moses went up the mountain. He appeared to him. And that Passover principle from Egypt was repeated at Gilgal almost to the detail. Yeah. The outcome, Egypt was rolled back from them. This is uh, a principle that applies to today. God established a pattern for us. And that's why, as we go along later in the scriptures, we see that these feasts are established for that reason. And we're told to keep them. And that's why we're spending time with detail on what happened at this Passover at Gilgal. The importance, the cutting away of the foreskins was a, a very important thing, not only for health purposes, not only for Hebrew tradition, but it was a part of cutting away of Egypt. It was cutting away something that's, that was old that they could not take with them into the what God was going to do on the other side of the Jordan. Hey, Dale, would you say that was a a action of obedience in faith? Because obviously those Israelites, by some simple procedure like that, they personally couldn't do anything about their conditionings. But by their obedience, God rolled away, because it says, God, I will roll away. I'm making that point because we're talking about principles. Right. You know, the, the stories we've heard many times, <clears throat> but what's important about the story is we bring out the principles because those principles are the same today as they were then. Right, yes. exactly. And so the whole point of an obedience of a simple thing like, well, I'm going to, circumcise, you know, what does circumcision, how can circumcision change me internally? Well, it can't, but God can. Yes. And so you're being obedient to a word from God. And it's the same thing for Christians today. Why do we celebrate the feast? Is it just some big party? Why are we doing that? There are principles that God's incorporated in each one of these feasts. And as we are obedient, if we're aware of the principles, and we're obedient to those principles, things begin to happen for us because we're being obedient to God. Even Abraham was obedient to God when he was circumcised. And to me, it's a, when Abraham was circumcised, said, I'm yours. And this is what the children of Israel were saying. We're yours. Right. Because God said, without that, you have no part in me. You're right, Ron, that circumcision is not going to do us any good because in the age that we're living in, it's circumcision of heart. Right, right. And that's why 
we could look back and to those things and say, well, what does that mean to me? Circumcision means a lot to you. Mm-hmm. It's a circumcision of your heart. And that's yeah. cutting away the old. It's so important, the points we're making, because a lot of people think that the Old Testament is old. Why should I read the Old Testament? Well, there's so many principles in there. There are so many principles. There's so much to learn of spiritual principles that God was teaching, trying to impart, trying to teach people. We're trying to walk in a realm that we know very little about. Correct. We're trying to walk in a realm that's unseen. So God takes you from basically a blind state. He's trying to, little by little, teach you a whole new world. We know this world, so we get the idea of what gravity's like. We know the principles of fire. We know the principles of water. You know, you don't walk on water, you're going to drown. You know, you put your hand on fire, you're going to burn yourself. Well, there are principles just as solid Mm-hmm. in the spirit realm. And as we learn those principles, then we come into life. Yeah. We, we learn things that, we, that we've never known before or are not aware of. One point I'd like to make is that these feasts are not Jewish feasts. People think you're trying to keep Jewish feasts. No. These feasts are biblical feasts. So, personally, I want to keep the biblical feast because God said, hey, I'm going to show up. That's a good time for us to show up. Passover is called the deliverance, the feast of deliverance. And the misconception is that it's all about the deliverance of the Hebrews. It's not. It's all about the deliverance of God's nature and his plan for them, that he changed their circumstances on his behalf. Because remember, they were supposed to go out and worship him. He was setting them free to be worshiped. That's right. There's a lot of things as we start to go through in detail, led by the Holy Spirit, that it changes just like the Passover from, from Egypt to Gilgal, and just right. like the Passover that we read about in the four Gospels, the one that Christ initiated communion with. Mm-hmm. The Passover is a, a feast kept because God wants to move on you. Experiencing the impartation of God's Word through His family is life. Has this time in His presence blessed you? Then please subscribe to our podcast at livebehindtheveil.com. If you would like to contact the family with questions or topics that you would like discussed, you can email them to livingepistles at livebehindtheveil.com. Stay connected, tuned in, and grow with the family as the Lord unveils His Word to us live. Behind the Veil 